Lend me your luggles and stop ligging around in bed. Saddle up whippets and grab the flat cap. Get me sent down to Old Chapel with East Leeds FM this summer. Music. Reviews. Chat. Poems. Comedy. Writing. Interviews. ELFM. It's radio for so much more. And hello, you funky chickens and you cool cats. Um, I'm Fuzzy Jones and it's ELFM. Access All Areas Summer Broadcast. I'm here with Whiskers from Music Leeds. Hi, Whiskers. Hello there. How are you? Uh, I'm good. Good, good. good. What are we going to be talking about today? We're going to be talking about uh, some of the history of music in Leeds uh, from, I think, my own personal perspective. Nice one. And can you, would you like to introduce the first song? Oh, yes. The first song is one of my favourites, kind of slightly unknown tracks, by Jake Thackeray, it's Brother Gorilla. Through the bars of a large enclosure, the village ladies intently stared, where a gorilla with massive composure was impassively combing his hair. They were shamelessly interested, eyeing devoutly a certain spot. But my mother's a special requester, I refrain from telling you what, Brother Gorilla. The door of the circus lockup, where the noble brute had been put by an administrational cock-up, was unwisely left unshut. I'm going to lose it at last, he cried, swinging lissomely out of his cage, referring, of course, to his chastity. He was just at the difficult age, Brother Gorilla. Those self-same ladies who previously had been licking their lips from afar did a bunk which shows how devious and whimsical women are. In the path of the lovesick monkey, there were two who wouldn't budge. A little old lady all shrunken and a petty sessions judge. Brother Gorilla. The old girl said it would be surprising and unlikely in the extreme if anyone found me appetizing. And beyond my wildest dreams, the judge intoned with tranquility to take me for a female ape would be the height of improbability. Even judges make mistakes, Brother Gorilla. It would be curious and uncanny, say if the choice were up to you, to ravish a judge or a granny, and you didn't know which to do. If I were in such a position, and the choice had got to be mine, I'd beg the old lady's permission, but go for grandma every time. Brother Gorilla! Though the gorilla is very proficient in the role of a paramour, his mental equipment's deficient, and his eyesight's awfully poor, with a paleolithic leer, he gave the old lady the miss. And grabbing the judge by the ear, gave him an introductory kiss. Brother Gorilla! In time the gorilla's desires were more or less gratified. The judge, being rather biased, couldn't see the funny side. He was kicking and screaming and wailing when his moment of truth had come. Like those wretches he orders daily to be taken away and hung. Brother Gorilla! Well, that was cool. I've never heard of him before. Yeah, it's a really interesting story. um, He was a school teacher in Bramley. And he he kind of he was he was doing these songs and and it, it got picked up and he went and studied in France I think oh, with right. Georges Bresson. Cool. Um, I think that is a Georges Bresson song. Yeah, because I was going to say he sounds a bit like Jack Brel, but from that era, those kind of crooners from um, France that you know you hear more, but you don't hear of anything of Jake Thackeray. No, and and uh, I think that he he had a big TV career as well. He was one, you know, in the seventies he was he was on a lot of uh, regional, I think, and, uh, and even national television. But it seems to have sort of you know fallen. Uh, there seems, I think, especially in Leeds, there seems to be a very kind of nineteen seventy six, nineteen seventy seven threshold right. for music. Yeah, and if yeah. it wasn't like massively popular before, then it's slightly and forgotten, it's forgotten about. Yeah. Mm. 
So um, is he still alive? No, he died uh, quite a, a little while ago. Mm. Um, it's something. There's there's a few people have done have written little bits about him, mm. but it's certainly something I'm kind of interested in. The yeah. more we can find out about. Yeah, cool. Well, thanks for um, bringing him to our attention. Um, and your next band, I mean, they're a pretty well-known lead band, aren't they? Yes, uh, Gang of Four. So yeah. um, I'm actually, you know, in choosing the songs for this, I've steered away from some of the more obvious yeah. uh, acts. which people will know. Well, yeah, which people They'll will know. They'll be screaming at us going, what about them? You've forgotten mm. this band. But I, ha- I haven't forgotten about them. <laughs> I just wanted to pick some slightly more unusual ones. And yeah. But having said that, I kind of was, when I was sort of trying to pick a good mix, I couldn't resist picking this song, really. Because cool. uh, I found that essence rare. Awesome. I was nodding in my head. It was a great tune. Yeah, we're having a bit, yeah. of a bit of a dance in the studio. We were. Tell us a bit more about that track. What year was it made, uh, released? Yeah, uh, <laughs> got me there. Uh, I don't know exactly what year that's from. Uh, I guess it was... Oh, no, I'm going to end up being really no, exposed here. I'm not uh, going to say anything. Don't worry. Um, era. It, era. Well, I mean, it, it's... I think the Leeds was, you know, uh, that sort of post-punk era. There was mm. an, so many great bands came out of Leeds and mm. uh, Mekons and uh, oh, then yeah, Three Johns and everything and it, it felt you know you read about it obviously I'm too young to, to have been there or anything <laughs> um, but you, you know you read about it the community and the kind of scene that was coming in the way it trans, uh, transferred across like art forms as well mm. and not just music felt like feels like certainly at that period in Leeds it's it, you know Leeds really had something unique mm. I think even though it was part of a, obviously the global yeah. movement in punk and everything I think the culture of Leeds um, mm. 
was something really special and I also think that's something that still permeates today really that 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 aesthetic that idea mm. that DIY yeah. slightly social political definitely um, is something that, that sort of resonates and I think in ways that maybe people don't even realize that, mm. that, that it's from there and you're a Leeds guy aren't you yeah well I, I, Wakefield technically not far, not far. <laughs> I think I'm allowed to be so uh, yeah I grew up but well, all my family's from uh like from Yorkshire mm. um my grandparents were in in Barnsley, and then I. Oh yeah, my know. my dad's from Barnsley. So yeah, yeah. my great grandparents had a had a terrace house next to Grimethorpe Pit. Really? Yeah, that's proper um, Yorkshire. And then uh, and we and then I grew up in Wakefield, but of right. course it was the one ten bus up to Leeds at uh, every opportunity, <laughs> basically. And then when I was eighteen and I moved out, I moved up to Leeds oh, properly. Cool. So would you say at that time, Pete? Bands like the Gang of Four influenced your own music because you were in lots of bands, weren't you? Yeah, I think when I moved up to Leeds and we'll play some bands from the, sort of the era that I came up to Leeds, um, you, you sort of you start you know reading back and like looking mm. into the history. And, and my band uh, that was active in the kind of second, the noughties post punk era, absolutely. Yeah. I think and you know to be brutally honest, you know my guitar playing <laughs> especially <laughs> owes quite a lot to Andy Gill at cool. that area just trying to be abrasive and angry and yeah and I guess a little bit funky as well yeah defo would you say the next song um reflects that um sort of influence on you or yeah I think the next track from the same era is is the sort of a, I guess disco inspired and, and I think in a way you know this should be an absolute stone cold disco anthem and I think yeah. in some some ways to some people it is and and, it, and but the more so the better mm. and what's it called whiskey this is uh, Delta 5 with mind your own business hit it Verity <laughs> Oh. 
that is a cracking tune. I love it. And I've heard it recently on Six Music. And um, But um, yeah, thanks for bringing it to my attention, our attention. And Whiskers said in the break when we were listening to the tune, it was made in 1979. I can't quite believe that. That's 40 years ago. It sounds yeah. so modern. It does. I mean, and that's what I was saying in in the uh, you know the mid noughties when when we were there's the, the revival of the sounds. You know, it, I sit alongside a track by a band like The Rapture or someone mm, like that. That yeah, new York LCD yeah. sound system. Yeah, sound, totally. You know? And I think they got a re-release through um, uh, Kill Rockstar's label. Put some stuff out ah, around that time to re-release. Them. Right. Yeah. Well, it's just it was Ace. I might cover it. Should do my next uh, in a folk way. <laughs> Mind your own business. <laughs> Um, so, you know, what what were your bands called? Because um, the listeners would probably like to know that. Oh, yes. So um, around the time I was talking about the mid, mid-noughties, mm. I was in a band called Forward Russia. Um, Great band. And Yes, well, thank you. And <laughs> um, So we were lucky enough to uh, record a couple of albums and, and tour the world, Woo-hoo. Uh, play with lots of fun bands and work with lots of really interesting people. Um, yeah. So that was good. But, we, you know, we, we played with... You know, bands that are big now, bands that were big then, and, mm. and, and a lot of really cool people. Cool. And if our listeners want to find you, can they still find you? Are you on Spotify? Is your music out there? Yeah, yeah. All our music is still out there. So uh, we, we released two albums, an album called Give Me A Wall, which if mm-hmm. you uh, look and are confused, uh, then you will see that all the track names are, in fact, numbers. Oh. We didn't have song titles at all. Oh. On our, well, we did. They That's were, very they avant-garde. Were well, you know, we were, we were young and trying to be clever. Um, and then we released a second album uh, called Life Processes. So mm. they're both on Spotify. And one of the confusing things we had is we had a lot of punctuation in our name. Yes, so you did, yeah. So we, 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 uh, we like to have it with an upside-down exclamation mark. I love mark, that, yeah. And then a comma in the middle and then an exclamation mark at the end. Mm. But in the days of uh, cataloguing, electronic cataloguing through mm. Spotify and other things, uh, it means that the inconsistency in which everyone wrote our name is now very confusing oh, so see. we have two or three different spotify profiles i think uh, uh, and various bits and pieces like that but we are still there and i think relatively if you just write forward russia you can find our tracks well, that's great because i i remember like seeing your name around and thinking they're a really big lease band you know you were a big deal at the time weren't you yeah we we were you know we were pretty successful at a time mm. we had we had two top 40 hits if wow. if that has any re- yeah. re- relevance nowadays um, and I, I mean, one of my favourite shows. We did a number of like really, really cool shows. With the the biggest show when we were around is we played at the Leeds Leeds Met, the big student union there, which was That's was absolutely big. awesome. Yeah. Um, we're lucky to play Leeds Festival a, a bunch of times. Um, and then we we actually reformed about five years after we 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 broke up in two thousand and eight. Um, and then got together again for a couple of shows in two thousand and thirteen, fourteen. Mm. And that was we did a sold out show at the Brudenell, and then got to headline the, the Leeds Town Hall stage as part of Live at Leeds, which was co- really cool That's to play there. That's pretty epic, isn't it? Yeah, that, that, yes. I think that we, we were only going to do one, and then the, the guys behind Live at Leeds asked if we'd play the Town Hall, and it yes. felt like something we couldn't really yeah. turn up. Definitely yeah. not. Um, and moving on to your next tune, your next choice is called "You Tear the World in Two, Pale Saints, another a band I haven't heard of either. So can you tell us? So that? yeah, Pale Saints, another band in a way that are not not as talked about in the same way as other bands from Leeds, but had a were really big impacts. So they were signed to Four um, AD, which is like a really big indie label. They toured a lot with the Pixies. I think mm. um, the guys used to tell me of a story where you know they they were playing like huge enormous domes with the Ramones at one point, wow. being absolutely. Uh, incredible and and the guys in the band um went on to form like have gone on to play in loads of other bands in Leeds and be really like integral parts of the scene working in rehearsal rooms doing sound at various being sound engineers in various venues over the last mm. I guess like you say terrifyingly 30 years mm-hmm. um but they were part of that whole kind of a you know kind of crossover from post-punk into shoegaze shall we say and mm. um and yeah really wanted to get them played really cool cool yeah hit it everything <laughs>
another great tune chosen by Whiskers. I'm Fuzzy Jones. This is ELFM for the ELFM Sunday broadcast. Um, so a lot of these bands, you know, they were big in Leeds, but were were they big nationally, internationally? Well, the odd thing is, like some of the bands we've played, like Pale Saints, you, you know, they they were, but it's it's not really resonated so much within the city. It, it feels, I think, in certain parts, it has. I think I think it's very easy to to have that kind of big in a small town thing in in mm. Leeds, or, but certainly pockets of it, and it happens, I think, across different parts of the scene. You know, yeah. different kinds of music, and it happens a lot in the dance uh, dance scene as as well mm. uh, throughout the eras. Um, but one of the problems in in my mind around kind of looking at uh, the history of Leeds music and Jake Thackeray is another example of it in a way is that there isn't really um, there hasn't been like an established Leeds record label or anything no. that's that's run for for a long time that's a good point. and a lot of these artists had smaller one-off record deals and that goes across all of them the artists that we're not we're not playing as well even you know even the wedding present or sisters of mercy and mm-hmm. soft cell they've all they all had different record deals and you know the music industry's changed and 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 the sort of digitization process is is different now mm. and we're in a position where you can like you were asking me about my band you can go mm. on spotify and search for it but that isn't the case for for huge swathes of mm. both music from leeds and, and and bands from leeds as well um with music leeds you know music leeds is the organization that we've set up to sort of try and help promote music in leeds mm. support uh, music organisations and artists. One of the things that we are we're looking at is finding a way to uh, release old bands, old yeah, music from the city. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of tracks coming up which you know aren't available online, mm. and we've 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 got one of them played on Six Music, and the response was amazing. Mm. You know. Yeah, that's brilliant. Because I was googling some bands earlier, um, some old bands that I used to listen to, and I couldn't find them anywhere. And it's a shame. It would be great to hear bands that have kind of been forgotten and i think the sad thing is there were there were cool record labels like mm. house of mook had a record label oh, yeah, and, yeah. And, and you know they were doing great stuff at the time mm. that john peel was picking up and everything mm. but because there's no there's been no kind of establishment there mm. that it's never really gone like online since sort of itunes era and so it's yeah. hard to find but hopefully you know it's one of the things that we're working on behind the scenes to try and pull together well that's great do you think it's anything to do with the north south divide and the money that doesn't come to Leeds or I think it's ooh, a ooh, well, it's a tough one because I think that stuff ex- does exist in Manchester and, and Liverpool. Mm. I think there's a sense of that kind of um, established music business, and and it goes back to the DIY thing as well. Mm. I think because people are are determined to have an yeah. impact, it doesn't necessarily happen in a, a sustained yeah. way. So it's it's the good and the bad thing I think of what makes Leeds special. We want to be different, basically. Mm. And sometimes that's seen as being more important than mm. than creating a. A, def- a defined legacy to be overly serious about it all. Yeah, that's true. I'd have to agree with that. Mm. And so we've got here um, Land Speed Lounges. Um. Yes, this is a great example. So this is a track I remember hearing on radio mm. uh, in, when I was a teenager being played on the evening session. What year is it from? Field. So I think this is 97, 98. So this is cool. funny. So this band petered out sort of the end of the noughties and then reformed a little bit in the early noughties for a couple of gigs. They, they were sort of well-known in the early noughties because they they split off into a couple of different bands, so a band called Galitza, a band called Being 747, mm. um, and they kind of put together a posthumous album around that time. But as I say, I vividly remember this track mm. being played, and whenever we play it out, when we're asked to do like radio shows and stuff, the reaction is fantastic because it's, you know, it's still got yeah, fans, yeah. but you can't find it online. No. Well, hopefully you'll revive it for yes. us and the world. Take Daniela off my hands, Paul. Take Daniela off my hands, Paul. Take my place on Eurostar. Take my money and guitars and go to Belgium with her. Go to Belgium.
Choice whiskers. I love that song. Yeah, it's great. I'm I'm loving all your choices, stuff that I've never 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 heard before. So thank you. Good. I think um, the listeners will know the next band. Yes. So the next band is Utah Saints, mm. and I've picked. It's not their most famous song, but it's one that I remember vividly uh, going to see. So when I grew up in in Wakefield, um, you know, used to go up to the big city of Leeds, and uh, <laughs> when I was a teenager. Um, Breeze used to put on these massive festivals up oh, at Temple yeah. Newsome. So like the Breeze project that now exists as kind of more of yeah. a for, for young children. You put on massive music festivals. So I remember Moby playing. Wow. Yeah, um, for free. And they were free wow. for kids. And I have this memory of Utah Saints uh, on the second stage doing this track. And I was talking to Jez from the band about it recently and saying, I have this memory that Edwin Starr actually came out and sang this song. Ooh. And I'm sure he was like, yeah, it was absolutely bizarre that somehow they got him to do that one no way. gig. And I'm going to find out that that's wrong now. But that's my memory. Well, I don't. I, it probably isn't wrong. It probably isn't. <laughs> I've got a memory of seeing James Brown, and I, I think I don't think it was a dream. <laughs> anyway, what's it called? Funky music. Sure enough, something or other. Yeah, funky <laughs> <Did> music. <laughs> funky music. Okay. Oh! 
scratching in there funky music turns him on and I love Edwin Starr he's in my record collection doing 25 miles but I never heard him do that no yeah well apparently I hope I think I heard him do it live as well which that's is... cool do you think that's um one of the defining moments of your childhood and what made you want to be a musician well I, I remember that exposure to those events and we're talking in between there about the the, the free music events that breeze used to put on and mm. i think i think it's not the same scale now but i do think there is a lot of that opportunity but yeah. i don't know if it has the sort of resonance across because i think you know people are into different types mm. of music but you know music being there and people that you'd kind of heard of mm. being on stage in front of you and being able to go was was a really big thing yeah, because you were just saying you saw bands under in the crypt and like amazing, really big, well-known bands that for free. I can't believe that. Yeah, I think I don't know. It, I guess it, maybe it shapes a lot of what I do now. But I, I, I think there's something about there is something about kind of institutionally being given mm. this opportunity, it not being someone else doing it. You know, mm. my memory is that it was Breeze. It was like Leeds, the city, the thing that represented yeah. the city, saying come and come and watch this music for free uh, and come it's and do amazing. it. And I think obviously it's a real shame that the world has changed mm. <laughs> and there is less money around for that kind of thing. But I do still think it's important to try and replicate that in some way and mm. create that beacon you yeah. know, for people to look into. And you you are trying to do that with music leads, aren't you? And the networks and the building of all these things that you're doing, which is amazing. Yeah, absolutely. It really informs a lot of what we're doing. Is that for a lot of people, they won't know where to look, and they'll mm. look for some kind of central centralized point yeah, if they yeah. don't know where to go. And that you know, one centralized point can't do one organization can't do everything. Mm. But if it can be the the splinter, it can be the the signpost to, yeah. to stuff that's going on. That can be really effective and hopefully a good way of you know, making use of what little resources there are around to, yeah. to do something special. Yeah, because we're talking a lot about the history here, but there's so much great music happening in Leeds now, isn't there? Mm. And always has been, kind of always will, and independent music. And um, and uh, we're going we're going to move on to another track soon, very soon, called Beauty Queen. Do you want to tell, tell us a bit about this track? Yes, yeah, so this is a track called Lorimer. So this is I, it's showing a bit of the link again. So when I moved to Leeds in 2001, up from Wakefield, um, I, w I was hanging around a venue called Joseph's Well and, and two of the guys uh, who worked there doing the sound and helping run the gigs were in this band Lorimer and then you talk to them and you realise that they were in the Pale Saints mm. as well and you hear all the stories about Pale Saints and actually Lorimer is kind of the coming together of, of the guys from uh, Pale Saints and, the, and some of the guys from uh, Edsel Auctioneers as mm. well which is another sort of famous, like locally famous uh, 90s uh, Leeds band mm. and this band's gone on they've changed the name a couple of times they're currently like what was Lorimer has evolved into a band called Cyanide Pills who are now right. signed to Damaged Goods and tour Europe really regularly cool. um, 
Uh, but this band again, there's nothing on the no, nothing about them online. But they they were you know big at the time, doing John Peel sessions and all this. But there's there's nothing about them. So any opportunity to give these tracks a play out is uh, is a is a privilege, really. Amazing. Right. Well, listen to it then. <laughs> Tune. Um, so what era was that? About the 90s again? No, so that would be about the turn, I think, around... That, they were probably turn. active at turn <laughs> of the millennium, uh, 1999, 2000, 2001. <laughs> I, I, again, I remember I would have got the bus up to Leeds to go and mm. watch them, that band at Joseph's Well and the cockpit, I think, around then. And then they were still going when I, uh, when I moved up to Leeds, but starting to kind of transition a little bit into yeah because when, when i so i haven't really mentioned that i used to run a venue and put on gigs oh. around that era at a place called the vine oh. and when i was doing that I which is about vine. yeah 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 uh, it's very memorable for for, <laughs> for some gigs. mostly I I actually some good there. mostly hmm. yeah no, I, I think so. Uh, the, the, to, to digress onto the Vine, mm. you know, the the thing about the Vine when we set it up and it only really ran between two thousand and three and two thousand and six. Um, was it? Was it on the Hedrow? It was. I it did. was on the Hedrow. It was basically next to where Hedrow House is yes, now. Yes, yes, I played um, there and with my indie band, ah, what, Dolores. Yes, that makes sense. So we had a, <laughs> we had a completely open door policy. Uh, we would put uh, anyone. Anyway, <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I think that's what's missing now is that mm. you know we what we gave everyone a professional stage and and we worked with the if if it was a, a young band or an inexperienced band mm. and they and they just wanted to get up we would find them a slot where they yeah, were not going to embarrass themselves yeah, yeah. but still had the opportunity but we gave lots of bands their first ever gig yeah. I think I Like Trains is sort of the famous one and I think we gave the Pigeon Detectives their first headline gig yeah great um, and because it was this sort of open door policy to like for any band to, to play mm. and that worked with touring bands so we put on Arctic Monkeys there first on the bill wow. as well uh, Metronomy uh, Mystery Jets Noisettes uh, the band that went on to become Foles various things like that hmm. um but why do we get on to talking about the vine because oh. we were talking about the year 2000 on the turn yes and you said it was from then because i came to leeds in about 1998 yeah so some of these bands like i've no i you know i've never heard of them and i think i missed i missed a lot of these bands well i think there's a really interesting scene around two th- 2000 2002 hmm. that was a lot of bands that didn't 
so some of the bands we've talked about had some had definitely had national and international success, and we mm. there isn't enough in Leeds that has kept their memory as alive as yeah. if it you know in some other cities kind of keep hold of their music heritage, and but I think that era sort of ninety eight to two thousand and two. I don't think many bands really did break through. Mm. Um, and actually what you had is you had a legacy, um, from my perspective, you have a, had a legacy of bands like Space Hog mm. and and then um, Kid Symphony and the Glitterati <clears throat> who, who were, signed big record deals but never really reached any success anyway. Mm. But you had amazing bands, like the ones we're talking about, like Lorimer, mm. That made me think of a band called Brazil, which is mm. another band that had a single on Fierce Panda. So they're getting little bits, but never really playing to big crowds. But the the around that scene, that indie rock scene, I think they really set a template and a tone and a culture and a and a really cool vibe, basically, for all the mm. bands that followed, like and notably like the Kaiser, Kaiser Chiefs, yeah, who the, were Parva before, weren't they? Yeah, so Parva were mm. around around then, and I think everyone learned from each other mm. as well because that's very much the scene I I grew out of, and. Uh, I think everyone learned from each other. I think there was a lot of competitiveness at that scene, which was really unhealthy. And again, I think the strength in what happened in the Leeds music scene after that point, from maybe 2003 onwards, with Corinne Bailey Ray, yep, Kaiser right, Chiefs, yep. The Cribs, mm-hmm. a- another name that's not remembered so much now, but 10,000 Things were really course, quite a big deal big, at the yeah, time. Yeah, they were. Um, really came out of everyone sort of parking the competi- competitive element mm. and collaborating a lot more. Yeah. And I think the, the lead scene has really, really succeeded ever since then. And at that point, obviously, really, really boomed as yeah, well. I agree, yeah. And it is a lot about community. And Corinne, I've listened to quite a few things that she's done. Like She did an interview about... Oh, I don't know when it was, but she talked about the great community and the in Leeds that mm. there is, and she doesn't find she didn't find that in London and how it is. It's always been supportive, I think, and a lot of us do work together and help each other out. Well, I remember a fantastic uh, Sunday night uh, event, and I can't remember what it was called now, but it, it was it was at a place called Bar Rock, oh. which was uh, on Ball Lane and downstairs. And I think it was the last Sunday of every month. It was it was half jam session, oh, cool. half um, half booked performance. And I remember Corinne mm. uh, doing stuff there. Bands that I was involved with there, the Ten Thousand Things guys would always be there. Mm. And it was our the, the guy who ran that became Forward Rush's manager. Uh, and yeah. so, so you know, there's all those yeah, links yeah, there, yeah. and it was re- a real mix of people and really fantastic. Yeah, that's cool. Moving on to the next one, and the next tune is um, a band called Stateless, and I was in a band with Kid Knievel, um, who was in Stateless. Um, and, I, yeah, I remember this band. They're a great band, aren't they? Yeah, and, 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 and they're another another classic. So at the mm. time, you know, some of their music was everywhere. I'm sure some people will recognise this track without having appreciated that it was a band from Leeds or whatever mm. because it's it's been on lots of adverts and things like that. Um, they were on the up, going up and up, and then... Suddenly, I didn't hear about them anymore. Yeah, they were. And it's one of those interesting things, I think, sometimes. I think, again, going back to the lack of experience with music business in the mm. city, that maybe they didn't have the experience to like build their career. But equally, they wanted to experiment. And like mm. their second album's really interesting. Mm. There's some really great collaborations, but they moved away from the trajectory that they were on to be a to be more poppy mm. and that you know yeah. it, it, it creates a sort of sustainable sustainability issue which again I say the, one of my frustrations with Leeds as a city is it's never really been able to support that and we mm. really should should be able to mm. yeah you're right what's this tune called uh, I think it's Bloodstream I think you're right Thank you. 
lovely tune uh, from Stateless there. We were just having a bit of a rant, weren't we, about the music industry in the in the gap. Nobody heard it, though. Hope, well, <laughs> well, let's hope not. Um, yeah, but it is a funny one because we, we were sort of saying, actually, you know, a lot of the bands that um, uh, were, were promised things by the music industry uh, actually weren't that successful, like didn't mm. really go on to have great success, which, which is strange and it's something I'd be really keen to try and bust through like you know I don't think it has to be thought thought like that you know I think great success can happen within mm. the mainstream music industry and you know we, we we're talking a lot about indie artists as well so mm. you've, you've got artists like John Newman and Corinne Bailey Ray and, mm. and Rudy Mental who've come through Leeds uh, and reached great success mm. um, but what we were talking about was whether there is something that holds like more create more independently minded artists more uh, alternative artists mm. back a little bit from yeah. reaching their full potential. Totally. And you were saying about longevity as well in some people sort of changing their sound a bit just to kind of fit into the pop scene. Mm. And um, so you think that, do you think that, that their music's kind of disappeared because they haven't sort of carried on being individual? Or Well, I think the inter- because there is no there's no really great archive of Leeds music and there's this really funny kind of block of like 2001, 2005 when everything mm. went digital. Mm. Um, so now we expect to be able to access everything. There are there are things that have disappeared and, and acts that have had opportunities but then not, you know, maybe they've all fallen out or they've fallen out with the people who recorded them where mm. now it's it's not as easy to find out about them and... We talked earlier about, you know, the culture of mm. Leeds and the culture, both in terms of the ideas, but also just the people, like people working together. And I think that's really important to try and remember. And I think, again, going back to what we're trying to do with Music Leeds, we're trying to help support music in the minute and remember it. But we also want to help sort of define an identity for music. And it is that. It is that about independence. Mm. It is about kind of the alternative it is about stubbornness. Yeah. Um, and we should be Wanting really proud. To be different. Yeah, um, in a cool and, way. Yeah, exactly. And not trying to follow, you know, everybody else, what everybody else is doing. And I think we need to own that as mm. well. I agree. Um, and the next two, the last two tunes are two of your faves, aren't they? Well, this is, these are my contemporaries. So Ooh, uh, yes. next two tracks, we've got Jules and then This Atal, who uh, were both bands that like I worked with when I set up a, the record label Dance the Radio. Uh, and also toured with and uh, with good friends of mine, but also I think absolute geniuses cool. as well. What's the next tune? So the next one up is Potential Futures by Jules. Nice one. <laughs> Just 
Well, we've been getting all the gossip there from Whiskers. <laughs> we won't tell you about it, but that was an ace tune. I love that. And you were you said you were in them for a bit. Yeah, well, I yeah, they're some of my best friends, really. So I was I we were talking about the running the venue, the Vine earlier. I basically quit running the Vine to go off and tour manage them on a tour with um, Kaiser Chiefs, and then try to sign them for Dance the Radio, and then after sort of. Uh, Dance Forward Russia had petered out uh, when they were trying to write their third album I kind of joined them on mm. on synths and guitar as well and we did I think we just did one gig which was a lot of fun and then yeah. then everyone had babies basically oh, that's always the way and yeah. I'm a bit jealous of your music gig gigging archive you've um, done a lot of stuff like you were just saying about Mumford and Sons. Yeah, so that I, I played live. The, the the gig we did with them was at Live at Leeds, where we followed Wild Beasts, and then I ran across town to play the Brunel Social Club with another band called My My, who were going on after Mumford and Sons, which was quite rock fun. Rock and roll. It, it was very rock and roll before I applaud. We applaud you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're coming towards the end of our show now. Um, we're approaching the final song. Um, and it's been a pleasure having you here. Thanks for coming. Pleasure to be here. Um, and opening our minds. It's been great. I'm going to go and listen to all these peeps. Put some on my Spotify. The people I can find, that is. Yeah. So. Well, it's worth mentioning with Music Leads, if you find our profile on Spotify, we've made playlists for ah, different right, eras. Okay. Uh, we were talking earlier about how hard it is to find like profiles. Mm. But it's linked to off the musicleads.com website. Okay. And we've got playlists for different eras from, like I think it's 60 to 2000. No, 60. Yeah, 60 to 2000. And then like 2000 to 2004 oh, and then all of that. So cool. good opportunity well, to find your yeah, Leeds music history there. That's amazing info. Um, yeah, and thanks so much. It's been a lovely show, lovely chatting to you. Would you like to uh, talk about your next tune? Yeah, so the, tune. The, the next last tune is uh, by a band called This Atal, who I think are the epitome of a lot of what we've talked about uh, with Leeds bands. They were incredible. They never had a real proper record deal. They mm. had a great album called Baby Machine. The issues around the deals that they had means that's now no longer on Spotify, I believe. Yeah. They were a massive influence on all the bands from around then. Bands like Dinosaur Pileup and Pulled Apart by Horses mm-hmm. would say they were a big influence as well as us. And yeah. I dare say even the Kaisers were big fans as well. And yeah, very hard to find them. And they weren't hugely popular at the time, but you know the influence kind of resounds. So um uh, thanks for having me again. You're and, very welcome. And enjoy this track. Awesome. Hit it, Verity. It's Wardens. Oh, let's start hanging out when you start passing on. Let's start having some fun. You get 15 strokes to the back of one scar. Now try and catch 15 wings. When the streets are full of wardens and your trees are full of peaches. Find yourself a lemon and start chewing the bed Start getting things done, be still my patience Oh, you haven't been feeling too well How do you sleep when the bed is a mess? So on to one I passed the book and now for something else I don't have recon What's worse, stick it to your wedding And he's marching to Moscow tomorrow He's marching to Moscow tomorrow Debut. 